You are listening to the Reality Steve podcast with your host, Reality Steve. He's got all the latest info and behind the scenes juice on this season of Bachelor in Paradise and interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. Now, here's Reality Steve. What's up, everybody? Welcome to podcast number 309. I'm your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. Got a great show for you today. We're going old school. Haven't had an old school contestant on in a while, right? We are talking to Elizabeth Brown. She was on Jake Pavelka's season of The Bachelor and also the very first season of Bachelor Pat. At the time, she was Elizabeth Kitt. And then she married someone in the franchise, Ty Brown, from Ali Fedotowski's season. So Elizabeth will be our guest today on podcast number 309, and we'll get to that momentarily. But obviously, as I mentioned in my daily roundup earlier today, I have some information in regards to where the show is headed for episode six. I had a tweet out yesterday. I had gotten a tip. I was waiting all day to get it confirmed. I got it confirmed. I can now tell you that episode six is filming in Stockholm, Sweden. So episode four was Bahamas. Then they went to London, England. Now they are in Stockholm, Sweden. They will have one more trip somewhere for episode seven before they come home for episode eight, which is hometown dates. So if you didn't listen to the Daily Roundup today, I gave a few teasers about what to expect, some of the things to expect this season. Keep the five women who were on the After the Final Rose that Zach met for the first time. Just keep them in mind. Uh, Brianna, Bailey, the three B's, Brianna, Brianna, Bailey, Brooklyn, and then also he met Christina and Davia. So keep uh, keep their names in the front of your head, top of, your mind, top of mind. Why? You'll find out in a couple weeks. The other thing is uh, the first night um, there are, you know, limo entrances and uh, what were some of the things that I had mentioned? Um you know the TikTok challenge, the the or the trend on TikTok of the slapping people with tortillas. Somebody does that on their limo entrance. Someone does a play on uh, their on their name. Someone brings in a pig on a leash. Um, those were some that I remembered. Uh, I'll have some more for you uh, when I give you these. Something happens the first night that we have not seen in probably fifteen to twenty seasons. Also. We have some self-eliminations early on in the process. There's a rose ceremony where only one person doesn't get a rose early on, which is very interesting. Also, what was the other thing? I mentioned one other bit on my daily roundup. You want to go check that out. It should already be in your Reality Steve podcast feed. But those are some of the things to uh, expect so far this season. Like I said, um, you know, oh, I did give one, I, I did give one thing away and now I'm totally blanking on it. Oh, the one-on-one date in episode three that you do know about, which I gave you a video of, which is Allie Jacobs in the Babcock winery and vineyards in Santa Barbara. You saw that, you know, she got a one-on-one. She did get a rose on that date. But what I can tell you is how they got there. They went skydiving. I don't know if they dropped them into the wine. They landed in the winery in the vineyards, but um, they went skydiving and then that's how they uh, in Santa Barbara. And then they went to the winery. So 
that'll be an interesting date. Those are always fun to watch, especially for people that maybe I'm guessing Allie put on her um, application, you know, probably afraid of heights, would never skydive in my life. Uh, oh, by the way, uh, here you go. Like, I'm guessing it's something that Allie is petrified of and never done in her life, and that's why they put her on that date. So, But, yeah, she uh, she goes skydiving with Zach and as the uh, day portion of her one-on-one with him. There is somebody also who gets eliminated before the first rose ceremony takes place. So during the cocktail party, that happens. And... I think that was, that's most of the stuff that I gave out. I didn't give any names because there's no need to right now. Nobody else is reporting anything on this. Nobody else knows anything. So leave it at that. But you will know in a couple weeks because once we get to the Final Four, then once I know who or once I know who the Final Four is, which is, I'm assuming will be right around the time Final Four starts filming, um, then I will be able to give you everything leading up to the Final Four because that, at that point, you know, you won't be able to really piece stuff together because you don't know any of the eliminations and when they happened and who got roses when and who went to Bahamas and who went to London and who is going to Sweden. And Sweden should start filming either today or tomorrow. Zach flew in yesterday. So I would think he's there first. The women probably fly. If I had to guess, the women fly in today and dates start in Stockholm tomorrow. That's my guess. But maybe a date starts today. But here we are, another season. We are almost a month into filming, and literally one picture has gotten out from their season filming. And that was the Allie date in the, the video I had of Allie in the, in the vineyards in Santa Barbara. There was nothing that got out in the Bahamas. Oh, wait, the, the, one, the, one, the one woman who had the pictures... She didn't have pictures of any dates, but what was her name? So I, I want to give her credit. Uh, let me look through my DMs here. Sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. I can't find. I can't find it off the top. I don't want to sit here and scroll, but. I mentioned her at the time because she was the one, the only one who had pictures. She had pictures of of Zach like shooting on a boat, but we never had any pictures. She never got any pictures of anybody on a date. She had a a group of them in the water at the pool doing a group shot, but it wasn't the whole group. So I really want to give you her name and, oh, Miss Teacher Chick, C-H-I-C, not C-H-I-C-K. Miss Teacher Chick on Instagram. She's the one that had pictures. But there weren't of any dates. So I'm talking about like date stuff getting out. They've been they've completed five episodes of filming and basically three episodes of or three date start in episode two. So you have three dates per episode. So two, three, four, and five. Twelve dates and one has gotten out publicly. Um, I know who got the one-on-one in episode two. I know the two people that got the one-on-ones in episode three. You know one of them, obviously, Allie. I know who got the other one. And then I know all the people that were on your group dates in the second and third episodes. And then once we get to Bahamas, I know that as well. I don't know anything about London yet. Obviously, they just left a couple days yesterday. Or Zach left yesterday. Women are probably leaving today. So I'll fill you in on all that stuff when I can. 
But all right, let's get going. Here we go. Podcast number 309. All right, let's bring her in. Uh, you saw her uh, first on Jake Pavelka's season of The Bachelor and then on season one of Bachelor Pad. My gosh, it is Elizabeth Brown. Elizabeth, how are you? I'm good, Reality Steve. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Uh, we've got a lot to go over in terms of your television career. And, you know, when you talk about your show, I really love talking to the old school contestants because... Well, first of all, let me just ask you, do you still follow the show or no? You know, I, I haven't followed the show in a while. There's uh, been some seasons I've seen, uh, like Colton season and, um, you know, a few others here and there, but you know, I just really haven't been following like I probably should. No, don't worry about it. You're not messing much. It's the same <laughs> same stuff, diff- different cast every season. But, <laughs> I mean, the, the the format is the same, but I think – way different than when you were on the show in the fact that social media has played such a huge part of the casting of this show and the access to contestants now. And it's just a different, different world we're living in when it comes to this show now. But when you were on, so you were on Jake's season of The Bachelor and I usually ask everybody who comes on that was on and especially on an older season exactly how in the world did you get cast on this show? Because nowadays it's really more about getting recruited to be on the show. Nobody really fills out an application online and, you know, shows up to a casting call and gets cast anymore. So how did it happen for you to get on Jake's season? And had you watched him on his previous season with Allie or or Jillian's and then been like, Hey, you know, I hear someone I'm interested in. Like, how did it happen for you? So prior to going on, I had never really watched a full season of The Bachelor. Um, I'd seen like, you know, episodes here and there with girlfriends, but I never really followed the show. Um, I had gone through a really harsh breakup with a guy named Jake, actually, um, (laughs) who I had dated for two years. And um, so I was just in a really sad place and just, you know, trying to figure life out. I um, sold everything I owned in St. Louis and moved to Breckenridge to snowboard for a season. And my family back home in my small town of Nebraska was worried about me thinking like she's gone off the deep end after this breakup. So my mom submitted me to be on The Bachelor. And I get a call out of nowhere. She never told me she submitted me. I got a call out of nowhere from ABC um, saying, hey, um, you know, your mom said the sweetest things about you. Would you like to interview for the show? And that's how I got interested. So you go through that process. Did you freshen up at all and watch some of the episodes of him on with Jillian? Did you have an idea of who Jake was and what he was about when you went on the show? Yeah, so ABC didn't let us know who was going to be The Bachelor until we got out of the limo. So we didn't oh, really geez, know they really who waited. it was going to be. Right, right. So, um, but I did go back through Jillian's season and did some Googling. And um, my top choices were um, Jesse Kovacs, um, uh, Jake, and Kipton. I think those were my top three. Okay. Well, you got your you got your Jesse wish on uh, and Bachelor Pad, but we'll get to that I know. in a second. <laughs> uh, so, on. so on your season, you it, it was it was different because one there was only twenty five women. Now they usually cast about thirty, and your season 
you know, um, didn't have the most luxurious travel on it. You didn't get to travel. You were eliminated before travel started, right? Right, right. I was in the mansion, and once I got booted, everybody got to go do fun things, so I was a little bitter. Yeah, I mean, their travel was one of the, I mean, the episode after you left, which was episode three, and episode four, they got in an RV, and they got to travel the coast of California, and then and then they were in San Francisco, and then all of a sudden it was hometowns. So it's it's uh, yeah. yeah your your season is a little bit different the way they format it now. Now you get I mean if you get to hometowns you have three or four cities outside of L.A. that you get to go to before hometowns. So it wasn't all that um, for you. I, I remember specifically um, you had a couple group. I think you had um, two group dates that you went on. The first one was uh what was the one oh um magic mountain oh that's right wait okay so you got to go to the first group date of the season for you was magic mountain and you got the rose on that group date correct i did i did i got the safe rose Mm -hmm. (laughs) even though i even though i told jake i didn't want to kiss him um he still gave me the the safe rose so that was cool what was your reason what just you didn't want to kiss on the first date was that it for you you know i i was so conflicted um i think with my feelings the whole time um i was there i so you go into this mansion and you meet all these great girls and I became friends with them. And then they started going on dates with Jake and, and started really liking him. And, you know, as a girl, I don't like to take my girlfriend's boyfriends from them. So there was that element of it. There was um, just like, I don't know. I felt like everyone was kissing him and that was kind of grossing me out. And I just, I think I was doomed from the start. I don't think there was any way I could get my heart to fall for someone that everybody else was um, interested in. You know, it's, it's a really strange setting and I didn't know how to prepare for it. I think when I was going into it. So I went in kind of, you know, off the cuff and, and realized right away, like, oh, this is not a setting I can I was just I gonna say. I was just gonna say, Elizabeth. This doesn't sound like a show for you. <laughs> if, 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 no, if, you no. were, if, if you were gonna have an issue with people kissing the same man and and just been like all competing for the same man, like that's, I there was no yeah. way you were gonna make it if that's. There was, yeah, sort of. I, was, I was doomed from the start for <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, the other thing that uh, obviously took place in your season. While you were still there, which was one of the more controversial things that ever happened in the history of the show, uh, was the Rosalind factor and what happened with Rosalind. Um, is there any light that you can shed on this if you ever saw anything or you suspected anything or once you found out you were like, wait, what? I mean, because there have been people that have spoken out after the fact that said they absolutely saw something or saw some suspicious behavior. And there are some that said, I don't, I don't know. And I, I, that was news to me. Uh, where, where was your take? And did you get along with Rosalind in the house? Like where, where did you stand with her? And when everything went down, what was your take? Have you talked to Rosalind? Long time ago. Yeah. Um, so I think she got a really bad, um, a really bad edit. I think the producers did her wrong in that um, because 
from everything I saw and knew of Rosalind, she was upset with the producers because she wasn't able to talk to her son. Yeah. And as a mother going away for that long, not being able to talk to my daughter, I would do the exact same thing she did, which was, um, you know, voice her concerns and, um, you know, fight with the producers about it. And I think, um, just because she wasn't going along with what the producers wanted day in and day out. And she was fighting with them about not being able to talk with her son as they had promised her, she would be able to do every night. So picture she's leaving her son to go on this show for however long she doesn't know how long she'll be away filming. And she promised him she'll talk to him every single night and they weren't letting her talk to him every single night. So, um, so I think what happened was, you know, she buddy buddied up with one of the producers who was a friend of all of ours. You know, you, you make friends with the producers while you're on the show. And I mean, I think they kind of were flirty, but I honestly think that maybe she was just feeling like safe with somebody that was actually listening to her. And he, um, snuck a phone to her and let her call her son and so I think she was appreciative of that I don't think she was romantically interested in him in that way he may have been romantically interested in her because she was beautiful but I do think that um the producers made a much bigger thing of it and for because they wanted that drama and when she left she was happy she was you know she had her bags and she said goodbye and I was happy that she got to go home to her son I was happy for her but then when they came in and said Rosalind was having an inappropriate relationship with a producer I I fought back too I said that's no that's not even right that's you guys are lying about that and the producers were upset with me too they were just like you know everyone's here for Jake. And if you're not here for Jake, you need to reevaluate things. So I think that's also why I ended up getting the boot too. Um, <laughs> you gotta, you gotta go along with what they want you to, with the narrative they want you to go with. So, yeah, I, I think, um, yeah, I mean, there obviously have been things told throughout the years. And I think even remember on your women tell all that there were people that spoke out that said, Oh yeah, no, she totally did. And it's just like, I, there's like, <laughs> Someone's flat, you know. Someone out there is flat out lying because uh, either either they did hook up, or, you know, Rosalind and the producer, or they didn't. So it's just a matter of you know who to believe, and um, you know, it's just I, you know, I don't know. Uh, you know, obviously Rosalind stands by her story um, since day one uh, about what happened, which is exactly what you said that she was pissed off at production for not letting her talk to her son, which I believe absolutely did happen because i've known in the in seasons after that they've done that to contestants you know they convince you oh you know <clears throat> because anybody with a child that goes on this show which they still will occasionally cast someone with a child um clearly they have to convince that person oh no don't worry you will absolutely have access to talk to your child every day right. and um sometimes it doesn't work out that way and sometimes they don't let them do that and obviously it sends people off the deep end, as it should, uh, because you're promised something and then it's taken away from you. So, um, yeah, I mean, you're you're dealing with that. Uh, obviously, with you, something happened in the episode that you went home. When I was doing some research and just Googling, because it's very hard to pull up these old episodes and I don't even remember exactly what happened. <laughs> but did something happen with you? And I thought I read something about Elizabeth and... 
something about backstabbing Vienna during a one-on-one date or something like that on the episode you went home? What was the story behind that at the cocktail party or something like that? Mm, backstabbing Vienna? Yeah, it was like not ba- or like interrupt maybe you interrupted Vienna during a, during her alone time or something along those lines. Oh, I think it was some <laughs> I'm trying to think back. I think it was something along the lines of I was talking with Jake and I hadn't talked to him since he had given me the safe rose and yeah. um, and all of that. And by the way, um we got to so it was at the um Magic Mountain and he had given me the rose and so it was just him and I and the fireworks and because I wouldn't kiss him the production was cut short we were sent to our vans and one of the producers yelled at me on the way back to the mansion and he said um you know I wouldn't do that if I were you and I said what he said I wouldn't not kiss him and I said (laughs) well he seemed okay with it you know and he said well I just don't think that's gonna play out well for you and I was just like, okay, whatever. Um, but then I hadn't talked to him until that night um, at the, let's see, what was it? The um, cocktail party, I guess. And anyway, he then had like this whole different perception of me. And I, I think the producers like gotten in his head, like I'm more, I'm being a tease. I'm not like, yeah there for the right reasons or whatever. And so he kind of went with that narrative and I was completely shocked because I was like, wait a minute, the last time we talked, like you were on board with this or whatever. And so, so yeah, so hearing that from him, I was a little shocked. And then Vienna came and took him away before we were able to finish that conversation. So I was upset and I was talking to the girls and they were like, oh my gosh. And Vienna, you know, she was cast or she was known as, you know, the one that everybody didn't like or whatever, which is sad because I liked her just fine. Um, She just was young and, you know, she ruffled some feathers, but no, I, I didn't think anything i didn't think poorly of her i was just like upset because i didn't get to figure out where this was coming from from jake yeah and and, you know what what producers said to you is you know something that's been coming up a lot uh recently in current seasons and and contestants are speaking out about it a little bit more um even though it goes against your contract they're kind of wording it in a way where it's obvious they are not happy with how they're being treated by production and that's some of the things that you know they will say like for you (laughs) they didn't necessarily hang it over your head like nowadays they would probably tell you before going into a cocktail party or before going into a group date after party hey you know jake's kissed three girls already if you don't kiss them you're probably not getting a rose like that's how they that's what they'll say to people nowadays, and um, you know, it's their way to in, entice more, you know, makeouts and more drama and stuff like that. And yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. to to say that to you after the date, uh, not the nicest thing in the world uh, to do. And it's just like, hey, well, this is my decision. This is what I choose to do. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't care what you're. <laughs> it's like, sorry, but I I don't care. Oh, this isn't going to work out well for you. It's like they already had a, your storyline ahead of time. Is like, okay, well, right. if she's not going to kiss them, then we're not going to keep her around, you know? Right. And I think I was naive to think that it was Jake's choice or Jake's decision. And there was, there was no like manipulation behind the scenes or, you know, coercion or anything. 
um, that was going on, I just thought, you know, he was alone in his head space to make his own choice. But, you know, whatever it was, it's, it's kind of a toxic environment. And yeah, you are afraid to speak out about it right after the fact, because you sign these contracts saying, you know, you have to pay like a million dollars or something if you um, yeah. speak poorly or I don't know. Yeah, technically, you know, not supposed to be speak about something that's not shown on the show. You can only talk about what's shown, but right. it, but we all know that there's so much that goes on, and the reason that's written in the contracts is because they know there's so much that goes on <laughs> behind the scenes, and they don't want it getting right. out. I mean, like, right. let's be honest right. with it. Now, the other thing was you got to do the other com- the other uh, group date you were on was the comedy club group date where you kind of. I don't remember what your comedy routine was, but it was six of you that got to go up there and do a uh, a comedy bit uh, at the comedy club in Hollywood. Um, <laughs> do you remember anything that you said in your comedy routine? Was it a roast where you had to talk about the other women and Jake, or was it just you had to do your own comedy routine? So we had to do our own comedy routine, and it's funny because I feel like I can be funny, you know, um, <laughs> but I couldn't even think of anything. Um, my mind went blank. I was just like, I was so nervous. And um, John Lovitz came up to me, and we were talking about it, and he just, like, gave me a joke to say. So I just wrote the whole joke down. And it was raunchy, but it was kind of funny. Um, <laughs> Do you remember it? But What's that? Do you remember it? No, it was something about something about vaginas and penises. I don't know. It was like, <laughs> I mean, it wasn't something that I would come up with because it wasn't my kind of humor. But yeah. I was like, all right, well, John, you know, John Lovitz is, you know, a famous comedian. So, it, you know, I just wanted to make people laugh. And um, and so I got up and t- told his joke. And um, anyway, it, they bleeped it out and the editing made it <laughs> seem really bad, but it wasn't my joke. It was John's. Gotcha. Um, so that, I mean, and that, and that particular episode was the third episode and that was the one you got, you know, sent home in. So like I said, you didn't get to travel the, the coast of California in an RV or, or go to San Francisco or whatnot. So, I mean, that was pretty much it for you when the show ended you know, as I mentioned in the beginning, you were on the very first season of Bachelor Pad. So when this show ended, for all you knew, your TV career was over in terms of this franchise. When did you start hearing rumblings about, hey, we're thinking of doing a summer show, kind of a game show kind of thing, but incorporate dating and love into it? When did that start coming about? Pretty soon after, because my season of the bachelor filmed in late 20 or 2009. Yeah. And then, um, it aired early 2010. And then we started filming for the bachelor pad in, I think it was the summer of 2010. And then it aired in like August of 2010. So it was all relatively quick. But when they came to you, I, I, cause I remember this, cause this was so obviously so long ago, but when they came to you, they had to pitch something that you had never seen before. So what was, what was their pitch to you to get you to do this of, at least you had seen or had an idea of what the bachelor was. Now they're like, sure. Hey, we're going to do a show called bachelor pad. And <laughs> you know, what did they pitch to you? It was supposed to be like, um, real world road rules, you know, like remember that? Yeah. 
show. I don't even know if it's still on, but it was like an MTV thing. And so we all thought we were going on this like competition show. We were like getting in shape, um, you know, <laughs> trying to make sure we could win these competitions, thinking it was more physical um, athletic competitions. And then we get cast and it's about like spin the bottle and twister and a pie eating contest and a kissing contest. And it's like nothing you could have prepared for. Yeah. I was just going to go over your challenges, by the way, for anyone that doesn't remember the first season of bachelor pad, their challenges were twister pie eating, a kissing competition, a survey where you basically had to say bad things about someone else. Um, even though it was anonymously, your questions were like, you know, who's the least likable in the house, you know, questions like that. And um, a water balloon toss, and then the final challenge was a ballroom dancing competition. And for you, you basically <laughs> teamed up with um, with Jesse Kovacs, as you mentioned, uh, somebody that you were interested in from Jillian's season. And so he ends up on Bachelor Pad. So I'm assuming right away you were like, oh, okay, this is somebody that um, I'm interested in. Was Jesse... I don't remember if he was immediately, you know, it was you and him immediately, or did he go through some, did he have somebody else before it ended up settling on you? No, so Jesse and I were dating prior to going on the show. I wasn't oh. supposed to say anything <laughs> about, yeah, I wasn't supposed to say anything about me being cast, but I, of course, told him because we were dating. Um, and I said, you know, ABC called and they want me to be on this show. Um, would you be okay with me going? I don't know. I think there's like a dating element to it. So, you know, I don't know how you feel about that. And he was like, oh, you know, it's a chance to win money. Like, definitely go. You you, you have to do it. And I was like, okay. So he knew I was going on the show. I didn't know he was being cast to go on the show. So, like, literally when I left, when the limo came to pick me up, I he was at my apartment. Like I was saying goodbye to him. (laughs) And so I was shocked when I got on the show and then he came in the house. I was excited, but also confused because I'm like, why wouldn't you tell me, you know? So he knew the whole, he knew the whole time he was going on too and wouldn't tell you. Yeah. Yeah. So what was his, what was his explanation for that? You know, I don't know. (laughs) I, he was, probably trying to be strategic or you know the producers were in his head I don't I don't fault him for it I was like I was really confused when I was on the show because I was upset that he didn't want to conspire going into it so that we could win the money together you know and and he was thinking he needed to be like appear to be single so that he could win the competitions but then I'm like Jesse I'm friends with the girls like we could vote you off this isn't going to go well. <laughs> you need to get the, with the program here. <laughs> um, so he did, you know, and things were fine. But, did, did anybody, yeah. did the women in the house know once Jesse showed up or once obviously the whole cast was there, did you kind of let everybody know in the house that we're dating or did they already know just by, you know, hanging out in in the off season together? Did people already know that you guys were most dating? Most of them knew. Yeah, okay. most of them knew. Yeah. And then the ones that didn't know were like, what is he doing? What a jerk. We'll get rid of him. <laughs> like, I know. <laughs> well, but you... I didn't want him to go either, you know, because I, I wanted him there. Yeah. And, you know, you guys laid the groundwork for the summer shows. I mean, you had three seasons of Bachelor Pad, and now season eight of Bachelor in Paradise is 
is airing. So, I mean, but you were on the original summer show and, you know, you got to the end with Jesse. You got to the final competition, which was a ballroom dancing competition. And by the way, you never won any of the challenges, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> uh, sorry about that. Uh, yeah, you never you never won any of the challenges. But in the final challenge, Kipton and Tenley won the ballroom dancing competition. And then they had to choose of the other two couples, which were Natalie and David and you and Jesse, who they wanted to eliminate, thus meaning the other couple would make it to the finals with them. Did you ever think that Kipton and Tenley were going to keep you and eliminate Natalie and David, or you knew, oh, we're done? We didn't win. No, I kind of I figured we were done. Um, Natalie and Tenley had much closer of a friendship than, yeah. than we did, and so I wasn't surprised by that. So when Natalie and Ten, I mean – it ended up working against them because Kipton and Tenley took two people to the finals who ended up beating them um, because you guys all vote on who wanted to win. Who did you end up voting for? I know. It was kind of funny because when they did choose Natalie and David, I thought, well, that was silly because we haven't won a competition yet. So <laughs> your odds of winning would have been with us. Um, who did I end up voting for? I think Natalie and Dave. Okay. I'm pretty sure. I mean, they were. I was closer with Natalie for sure. I'm, you know, I'm just looking at the uh, the breakdown here on the internet, and not only did you not win a date, usually when somebody won one of the, or the, not a challenge, uh, the challenge, not a date, on any of the challenges, not only did you not win any of the challenges, but the person who did win usually got to take somebody on a date or take a group of three people on a date. You didn't even get to go on any of those. Looking at, <laughs> so you were in the house the little. You were in the mansion the whole time. You never got to go anywhere outside of, you know, in the backyard for a kissing competition. Really. <laughs> I spent a lot of time at the pool. Yeah, that was very much a, in the mansion for me. Yes. Oh my, my gosh! I didn't realize you didn't win anything or even get get cho- chosen to go anywhere. Maybe because people I, thought like she's with Jesse. I don't want to bring her on a date because that'll. I don't know, because let's see, Craig Craig won the Twister Challenge, and he took Elizabeth, Gwen, and Jesse. Oh, wait. No, he took me. That's right. I did get oh, to I'm looking at it right now. It says, Craig took Elizabeth, Gwen, and Jesse, and I'm literally talking to Elizabeth, and I'm like totally yes. blanked. That's right. So That's right. Craig took you, I but then he gave the safe rose to Jesse over you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you got to go on one outside date. That's right. Okay. One outside group date, and I was kind of annoyed to be there because I just wanted to be at the mansion. <laughs> you wanted to be with Jesse. That's, that's right, what it was. Right. Um, yeah. So, I mean, was when you when you look back on Bachelor Pad and just kind of the way it played out, and did you like? Okay, which one did you like more? Did you like being on Bachelor or Bachelor Pad? Oh, Bachelor Pad was so fun. Oh, okay. So yeah. It was so much fun. And, you know, I, I'm i so glad I got the chance to spend more time with like, Gia and some of the other um, friends that I had made prior um, because, you know, we get, we did get a lot more time together in Bachelor Pad. Yeah, I, I would say that, um, you know, you ask anybody nowadays in terms of how a relationship can form, it's a lot easier on Bachelor in Paradise because – Number one, you have way more options. You know, on your season, you had 25 women competing for Jake. And, yeah, you had a bachelor pad house that only had about 18, 20 people in it. But 
and you already had a boyfriend going in anyway, so it really didn't matter for you. But it's more conducive, especially now on Bachelor in Paradise on the summer show, because you get to spend your whole time. If you connect with somebody on the first couple of days, you literally get to spend every living, breathing moment with them down there, and you get to even sleep with them if you want every night. Versus on you know The Bachelor, that's totally opposite. Even the guy that you're competing for you barely get to spend any time with, you know, right. if you get a one-on-one, you get that. But on your group dates, all you get is whatever time you get with him during the group date, which you're sharing with a bunch of other women, any time at the after party, which you're also sharing with a bunch of other women, and then the cocktail party before the rose ceremony. And that's really it, you know, until right. unless you get to, you know, hometowns and overnights. But, you know, you didn't, you didn't um, get to experience that. But par- uh, paradise, uh, bachelor pad ends and once it ended and you and Jesse got eliminated and whatnot, and then the show is over, how long, how much longer did you and Jesse date after that? It wasn't long. Um, gosh, I, it was just so much that we went through that, you know, I don't think we were set up to really succeed. <laughs> so yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't long. So now, when you how long. of those uh, of the women on your season, whether it was Jake's season or a bachelor pad, I'm just asking out of curiosity, who do you keep in touch with from the show? Is there anybody that you're still really close with? You know, I was really close with like Natalie and um, Catherine Sherlock and um, gosh, a few others who I'm just, I'm awful with names and um, I'm blanking right now because I'm on the spot. But um, yeah, I was really close with a lot of them. Um, but, you know, over the years, we don't live in the same town. So, yeah. you know, you kind of start to lose touch. Um, but I stay, you know, connected with them on social media. And, um, you know, it's fun seeing their posts and how their families are growing and everyone's growing up and and moving on. And Natalie even uh Natalie recently got married within the last They just got married. Yeah. Yes, to a Nebraska guy. Oh, really? He's from Nebraska? Yes. I didn't know. Yeah, I've seen yeah. uh her posts on uh Facebook within the last I want to say they got married this summer, right? A few months ago. Yeah, recently. Yeah. Yes. Um yeah, I haven't heard from Nat. I mean, Natalie and I used to talk all the time and I haven't heard from her in years. But it's just it's nothing bad. It's just one of these things where people you know, you just kind of drift apart from people and um, yeah, you just move on. And I mean, to me, some people want to stay famous. I didn't want to stay famous. So like when I married Ty, he, um, you know, he was from Alley season and um, he was doing the music thing for a couple of years in Nashville um, before he and I got together. And, um, you know, I just I shared with him that, you know, I'm just more of like a small town country girl and I want to live on a farm and I don't want to, you know, stay in the spotlight and I just want to settle down and have a bunch of babies. And um, so that was kind of our thing when we got married. We kind of got out of the the spotlight and settled into a small town just outside of Nashville and built a house on 20 acres and had our little baby. Finally, it took us a while is a infertility struggle that we um, battled with, but she's here and she's amazing. So yeah. Um, I think some people want to stay in the fame and that's fine. And then some people just get a, a taste of the fame and realize, you know, it's just not for them. So 
Yeah, I was going to you you set up my next topic that I wanted to talk about. Obviously, after the show, uh, for those that don't know, you eventually ended up marrying Ty Brown from uh, from Alley season. And how did you and Ty Brown meet? Was it just through, hey, we're part of the Bachelor family? I know there were a lot of, you know, off season or off camera uh, parties and meetups in different cities. Is that how you guys, I'm assuming, got together? Yeah, well, it was, I was still living in LA and he was in Nashville and he came out with some of his friends from his season um, for a charity thing in in LA. And Natalie called me up and said, hey, some of the, um, some of Allie's season guys are in town um, watching football. I think it was somewhere in West Hollywood or something. And so we went to this bar and um, watched football with them and, um, and I saw Ty and, and I hadn't seen his season because his season aired when our, when Bachelor Pad was filming. So I didn't know any of the guys, um, from the show, but I saw Ty and he was a tall, you know, country guy. And I, you know, just love a good, I, I just love the country. And so I sat down next to him and, um, and, you know, we, we had a good conversation, um, I think there was a definite attraction there on both sides, but, um, he, I don't know if he was in a relationship or just about to get into one, um, back in, in Nashville. Um, he dated Terry Bradshaw's daughter for a while. Um, that's right. And so, oh, I remember, I remember that now. That's right. Okay. Yeah. So they ended up getting in like a two year relationship and I started dating a guy in LA for two years. Um, and then, and so I, I didn't talk to Ty since that first meeting. Um, and then I think we had become friends on Facebook or something, obviously. But um, then I broke up with my boyfriend of two years and I was ready to move back home to Nebraska. Like I was over L.A. I'd been there five years. And anyway, 12 minutes after I changed my status on Facebook to single, Ty slid into my DMs <laughs> and said, like, I think we need to talk. And I was like, oh, my gosh, yeah, we do. So um, we just started talking. And, you know, we had a fun little romance there, long distance. And um, because I was leaving L.A. anyway, um, he was like, well, instead of moving back to Nebraska, you should move to Nashville. And I said, okay. So I moved here um, to Nashville in 2013. And we got married um well, I moved here in April 2013, and we got married March of 2014. So it's pretty oh, okay. quick. And then, like you said, I know that you had uh, you had um, struggled with um, fertility issues, and then you – I think you were pretty open about this. Did you, did you openly talk about this or not until after you had your daughter, did you? I mean, I'm pretty open as – I'm pretty open anyway about anything anything personally (laughs) I feel like but um but yeah I think we were we were interviewed by someone then maybe um after we had our daughter Uh, but anyway yes so our plan was to just start having kids right away because he was 34 I was 30 or I was 34 he was 35 when we got married so you know Mm. the clock was ticking yeah um and I wanted like five babies and so (laughs) We started trying right away after we got married and found out pretty quickly that it wasn't working. And so um, we went to a fertility doctor here in town. And um, what was really, I guess the thing that really 
bugged me the most about it was that they didn't have a reason for either one of us why we weren't getting pregnant. I just wanted there to be like, oh, you don't have any eggs, so you have no babies in there, or, you know, something to tell us, like, yeah. this is going to happen or not going to happen. But they were just like, nope, no, um, no reason why. Um, so just keep trying. Um, but, you know, as time went on, we just wanted to make sure that we were doing everything we could. And so we did IVF. And through the process, we got two embryos, one boy and one girl. And um, they transferred the boy first. And he took, but then um, we miscarried him pretty quickly um, within the process. Um, mm. Gosh, I'm tearing up and I didn't. No, it's um, No, it's perfectly fine. So, and that was 2016. So, um, and then a month later, uh, my dad passed away unexpectedly. So we just kind of left, left my little girl embryo frozen, um, until we kind of got through that phase. Um, and then it was, let's see, August of, August of 2017. Do you remember the solar eclipse of that year? Yeah. So that's the day I found out I was pregnant with my daughter. So, uh, yeah, we ended up transferring. um, She was a little frozen embryo for a year, and we transferred her in August. And I found out the day of the eclipse that I was pregnant. Oh, wow. That is crazy. What I mean, it's certainly a memorable day to remember the day. (laughs) Um, But just, I mean... Look, I've I don't have any children myself. Um, I know people who have gone through IVF who uh, have struggled with it, and some people it you know took right away. I mean, it's just it, there's really again a, another situation where there's no rhyme or reason to why some take right away, and somebody some people don't have problems with it, and some have numerous implants where it has to be done, and it, you know it has right. to take, and it's just there's really no rhyme or reason of that but you just amazing to hear that um like your your daughter your blakely is your daughter um yeah. can literally was an embryo for a year frozen and then it's now a child like that's so i mean it may seem so simple to people that are into science and stuff like that but for somebody who's never gone through that process it is pretty amazing to think that it was an embryo that was just sitting in a freezer essentially yeah for yeah. a year and you can just wanna, hold on to it and then it turns into a child at some point. Yeah. And do you want to know what the trippiest story is? So she was a frozen embryo in, I want to say August of 2016. My dad died in October of 2016. Then she was born in April of 2018. Now that she's four, four and a half, she'll remind me. Um, <laughs> now that she's four, she tells the story of how when she was in heaven and she was with Grandpa Kirby before she came down to be with to be in my tummy and be born. And I'm like, what? Whoa. Like, it's the trippiest, right? I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> and she and she obviously clearly never met her grandfather. No, she never met him. She was she was a frozen embryo before he died. So was her spirit in heaven with him? And I don't know. I, this is that's what trips me up out about all of this. Um, and it's it's such a beautiful trippy story that <laughs> she tells. 
Um, yeah. But it's really a short story. It's not a lot of detail, and but she always says the same thing. She just said, yeah, when I was with Grandpa Kirby in heaven and he was driving us, driving me backwards and he was so funny. And I'm just like, okay, okay, that's really strange. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I, we've there, there are some stories out there of – I, I've heard stories that are even are along those lines, but even more bizarre of people, children who can retell stories of things that happened years ago before they were ever on this earth. That are right, just like, right. whoa, wait a second. What? <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, that's I mean, that's great. Congratulations to you guys. Obviously, for those that don't know, um, within the last couple of years, I believe you and Ty uh, got divorced. Right. Or yes. how, what year was it? Twenty. Was it pre-pandemic or post-pandemic? Uh, it was, I guess, mid-pandemic. Oh, it was <laughs> so during. June, okay. Well, June 2021 is when um, our divorce was final. So okay. it's been like a year and a half. So. Okay. And, you know, obviously it happens. Um, it's not something you obviously hope for, but you guys have been able to manage through it. You know, you had mentioned to me before we, you know, we got on the call that you guys – do 50-50 and your co-parenting has been great. And not a lot of families who have been divorced can say that. And so I give you props there because it's not an easy thing to do. Uh, you guys are close enough to where, you know, you have obviously um, moved, but you're close enough to him and you share custody and you told me co-parenting is going great and you guys get along uh, in that aspect. So that's good to hear. Yeah. So he and I, um, you know, we didn't we weren't good as husband wife but um he's a great dad and I'm a great mom and we co-parent very well um one thing we always did see eye to eye on was how to discipline our you know children <laughs> before we found out it was just going to be the one but we just always had like we saw eye to eye on a lot of things in that way in in how to parent and so co-parenting has been a real blessing and I'm very proud of how we're able to do it and you know just kind of put aside our ourselves and just really the focus is on her and what's best for her um I even I bought a farm that's like 15 minutes from where he is. So we're real, we're all very close. Um, and a couple, I guess it was about a month ago, I wanted to take Blakely camping for the first time and I've got a tent and I, um, put a tent up on my farm and I told Ty, I was like, Hey, um, I'm going to take Blakely tent camping for the first time just here on my farm. If you want to join us. And he said, yeah, that'll be fun. So, you know, he got to experience our first tent camping with us. And and we do, you know, birthdays together and, and things like that, which I know as a kid, she appreciates having both her parents there to experience it with both parents. Um, so I, I do find myself very fortunate for the way that we co-parent her. Yeah, that's great. And is she involved in any activities yet at four and a half? Is she involved in like, you know, little kids soccer or <laughs> ballet or anything is she doing any of that oh steve i'm trying like i don't know i'm i guess i'm not avoiding it i'm just like waiting for her to get super excited or into something before we dedicate our all of our time into <laughs> a sport because a lot of my friends are like i'm like hey you want to go do this or that and they're like no we've got all day soccer this yeah Saturday, you know and, <laughs> 
And I'm like, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to get into that until I have to. But she is showing um, a real love of ballet. So Mm. I I may need to find a class for her sometime soon. Yeah. I mean, at that age, it's just like you kind of let them lead in what they're interested in. And if she wants to do ballet, I mean, I guess that's the, that's the route to go. Maybe she doesn't even have interest in, in playing soccer or doing anything like that. Um, At that age, you know. Uh, soccer really isn't like you don't even have to coach it's just 10 (laughs) 10 kids running around you know all bunched up against each other kicking a ball I mean it's not like anything strategic um but yeah ballet is obviously something that uh I I would think that you'd probably want to get her into that's what she's into like how did you how did she I don't know how did she express to you that she was into ballet well, she's just very much a girly girl, and okay. so she's got all kinds of dresses, and she wanted a, a ballet dress, so I got her a, a ballerina. Well, actually, it was at school, her daycare. It was um, career day, and sh- I said, what do you want to be when you grow up? And she said, a ballerina, so I got her this cute little tutu and the ballerina shoes and everything, and she's just, she loves to put it on and dance around, and um, this last weekend, I found a YouTube tutorial of how to you know of ballet beginners ballet with this mom and, and cute little daughter and she was so into it and she was learning all the things so that's <laughs> when I thought oh I'm gonna need to find a ballet lessons here soon did she go through a uh did she go through a princess phase oh she's still in the phase oh she's yeah. still in it okay <laughs> the day she turned three she gave up all clothes but her dresses so like I have to dress her in a dress basically every day and in the winter time you know I gotta dress her in a dress and and pants because she just refuses not to wear a dress <laughs> I remember that I remember those days with my niece uh yeah it was just <laughs> it was all about princesses and it was no I'm gonna it was like she would go to school and come home. And the second she came home, it was I'm putting on a princess dress. Just really, and then and then for my nephew, for him it was I'm coming home and putting on a Superman costume, or you know one of uh, one of the yeah. one of the um, Avengers or something like that. You know, yes. it was just like you you cannot have them in normal clothes. They don't they don't want it. It's very very bizarre. Uh, I love the phase. I'll I'll keep this stage as long as it goes. I was so. gonna. I was just about to tell you, my niece that I just spoke of is now a freshman in college. So uh, savor savor these years because they go by quick, and oh I can't believe my niece is off to college and, and currently in college right now. And I, yeah, I can I can I can probably tell you all the different things that we did. And all the little quirks of, you know, the the princess phase and all the things that she said and did when she was between four and eight years old. And now, you know, she's 18 and in college. But it's crazy uh, how much, how fast it goes by. These are the, you're in the best years. Uh, I'm in the best years. Four through eight to me was the best years for my niece. And then, then once they start getting a personality or an attitude, then you're going to, you're gonna have uh, you're gonna have your hands full. That's when it gets interesting. Uh, once they uh, start, once they start going to school and coming home and closing their door, and not oh, wanting yeah. to hang out with mom, and mom and dad aren't cool anymore. Yeah, <laughs> just, 
That phase is interesting, to say the least. You're about to break my heart, Steve. I know. I, I just I want to prepare you. I'm telling you, it's coming because I when they're four and eight, you're, when they're you know between four and eight, you're just like, oh my gosh, they're never gonna be you know adult and 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 like other things except mom and dad. And then you're just like yeah. about eleven, twelve, thirteen. You're like, oh boy, yeah, this oh is <laughs> yeah, it's it's definitely a, a phase. Um, one thing I want to end on with this is. Uh, end with is this and this is something that i saw on facebook it made me want to contact you because i'm friends with you on facebook and i saw that you had posted that you have entered yourself into a contest that i want people to vote for and it's called fab over fab over 40 and if you win fab over 40 you get i keep saying fab but Fab Bober 40. Fab over 40. Um, you get a two-page spread in New Beauty Magazine and $40,000 and the spa-cation of a lifetime, according to them. Um, tell people what this is, what you entered, how people can vote for you. Yeah, so my friend um, sent me this link one day, and she said, you're fabulous, and you're 42. You need to sign up for this and win the money and do something fun for your farm and um and at first I was like so embarrassed, but I decided to do it. Um, what it is, is, um, if you win, you know, you get the $40,000, the spread in the magazine, all that. Um, but also, um, when people vote, the, they can donate to, um, breast cancer awareness, which is, um, something, you know, that's very important and near and dear to my heart. I've lost some good people to breast cancer. So, um, and I've known some people who've fought it and, and overcome it. So anyway, it was just an opportunity to, um, maybe win a competition and also help raise money for that important cause. Yeah. And you go to, if you go to votefab40.com, just click around and you'll be able to vote for you. Or can you only vote for you through <laughs> your Facebook page? Cause I'm, I voted through the Facebook page for you, and then, but when I go to votefab40.com, I'm not seeing here where I can vote for people. It doesn't say, like, list of contestants. So maybe you only have to do it, you have to promote it through your social media channels, and... Um, maybe so. Hmm. Um, would you want, you could post the link to your podcast episode, yeah. maybe. Yeah, I can, um, let's see, learn more. It says learn more, log in, or support. But learn more is just the main page. So, yeah, when I when when you put the link on your Facebook page and I clicked it, it brought me right to voting for Elizabeth Brown. When you go to votefab40.com, it doesn't say, like, here's a list of contestants to vote for votefab, you know, for the yeah. fab over 40. It's not showing that. So I'll just have to use your link. That's fine. Um Either way, um, I think it's I think it's great. I, I when I voted for you, it said you were in first place at the time for your group. So I, I guess you have to win a group and then advance to another group. But um, we need people to vote for you because apparently now you've slipped to third. I'm, I'm slipping to third. I, it's probably another competition I won't win. <laughs> but <laughs> but at the end of the day, if it raises some money for a good cause, I guess that's a win for me. So, yeah. um, but yes, it's um, it's something I think you need to vote every day or something. There's like a daily voting, and um, I think it doesn't end. I don't think they announce the winner until sometime in December. So it's kind of a long process. Um, so yeah, the odds of me winning are probably slim to none, but I would appreciate a vote um, if you if you feel um, inspired. So 
I would appreciate it. Yeah, and then the reason why, you know, one of the reasons I want to have you on this week is because when this podcast, when people are hearing this podcast on Thursday, tonight, I think at 7 p.m. Pacific time is when voting closes for the first group. So hopefully people that are listening to this today, you vote today because today is the last day to vote for Elizabeth. Um, And let's see if we can get her back up into first place for her particular group. Um, oh, the other thing I wanted to, to mention, um, to end with here is you had mentioned that obviously you live on a six acre farm and, um, you are, uh, also kind of, I was like, uh, you know, I was like, do you have animals on your farm yet? And like, no, not yet. But your plan is to have a bunch of animals on the farm. Well, right now I have a lot of barmans um, that are keeping me busy. It, I post some kind of funny videos of like armadillos and groundhogs. I've got some moles. I've got three cats that are mine, um, and they're pretty silly. But no, I I hope to sometime in the spring get those Highlander cows, those mini cows. They're so darn cute. Um, and I have a I found a guy that sells them, so he and I are are talking. But I'm trying right now just to get my farm to a point where I can um, handle bigger livestock. Gotcha. Okay. Well, that would be – I think that's going to be awesome because I see pictures of you. You're you're riding on mowers in your your, (laughs) your Facebook page. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) looking at you, you're like, you are a farm girl at heart. Like that is – you really are. Um, you're living that farm girl life. Maybe, yeah. maybe. Have you ever tried farm? Have you ever gone on farmersonly.com? Is that something? That <laughs> is that a thing? Like, I mean, I know it's a thing, but have you ever tried it or no? Oh my gosh, Steve! The dating apps are tragic. I uh, I tried them a couple times. I didn't do farmers only. Um, <laughs> But but yeah, I think maybe I'll I'll just find a guy the old fashioned way this time around and yeah. not go uh, on a dating competition or <laughs> or the apps. Yeah, the I mean the apps are essentially a dating competition as well because while you may find somebody on there, he's also probably going out on seven or eight different dates as well and right, just a bunch of other right. people. And it's just like you're competing in that world as well. Um whether like it's you're on the bachelor. Yeah. Whether it's farmers <laughs> only or not. Um I was just curious if anybody's ever dated off of FarmersOnly.com because they ran those commercials for the longest time, and you're just like, wow, this is right. actually really a thing. You can actually just <laughs> just select from farmers. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wait, do you go on the dating apps? No. I avoid them. I've avoid them like the plague. I, I honestly have not been on a dating app since 2007. I, I remember specifically when I stopped. And I was only on them for – maybe six months I was on and this was back you know 2007 that's when you know there was no plenty of fish and tinder and bumble and, oh, yeah. and bumble that was and that. I was on match.com for nine dollars and 99 cents a month like it was yeah. yeah that's what I paid for and when you pay for 9.99 a month the quality you basically you get what you pay for when you uh, <laughs> sign up for match at 9.99 a month and I hated it I just didn't like it it's not for me it's not something I've ever been interested in uh, when it comes to dating. And, yeah, no, uh, I don't do the apps at all, uh, and I really refuse to. So uh, people have told me I should, and I'm like, no, I don't. It's just it's not for me. Sorry. Uh, yeah, just not interested. But um, farmers only. It's out there, Elizabeth. It's out <laughs> there. You know, 
maybe I should know. Um, you know, the thing about the apps, though, that I did like is it sometimes it just feels like you don't you don't know how to get yourself back out there, you know, when you're in your forties or you you find yourself single after being married or something. And I'm like, how do you even meet somebody nowadays? You know? Yeah. I mean, especially, you know, as a single, as a single mother, like you are, I mean, it's obviously, um, you have, you have restrictions in terms of time, time. I've got a child. Do you only like when you have dated, have you only, have you tried to date uh, men with children or it doesn't matter to you? Has it always been something that it's like, I'd probably prefer it, but I'm not, it's not a hundred percent that set that way. How are you with yeah. that? I mean, it doesn't really matter to me. It would be nice to, you know, I don't know. I just love kids, but you know, I guess my thing is I just would love to fall in love again and it be somebody that would also be, you know, a good bonus dad to my daughter and understand that, you know, I have a co-parenting relationship. So he and Ty hopefully get along and, you know, we're all just one big happy family, but, um, but I don't know, you know, um, whether that means he's got children or not is, um, I don't, I don't care either way. Um, I just want like a good person, you know? Yeah. I mean, some people in your position will only date men with children. They just think that oh. it's like, oh, I, well, you know, they, they understand my position. And it's just like, okay, I get that. But <laughs> some like yourself are a little more, you know, open to it. It doesn't have to be that way. And speaking of Ty, one last thing. I, and this was brought to my head because when I had uh, Craig Robinson on the show a couple times, um, I know that Ty is still – doesn't he still have a group of close guys from Alley season? Isn't isn't Craig – Craig and Ty are still friends, right? Or yeah, yeah, they're they're yeah. He's got a fun little group of of friends from the show for sure. Yeah, okay. I I knew that Ty was part of that group when I I remember speaking with Craig, both on the podcast and off air, and he's like, "Oh yeah, me and me and the boys still get together. Every, you know, when we can. Obviously, we're in different states and whatnot, but I know that they still. I don't know if they do a guy trip or something like that, but it's like it's. We used to all get together, I guess, early on in my marriage. We did a few things um, with the groups, and it was so fun. They're just a fun group of guys, and, um, yeah, a lot of fun memories from those times. Who, who's in that Who's in that guy group? It's Craig, Ty. Is it is Frank part of it, or was he? Was it Frank? No. Um, um, it was Craig, so Ty. Roberto. Oh, Robert, uh, yeah, Roberto. That's right. Yeah. Darn it with the names. Um, <laughs> Chris, what, was uh, what, Chris, Chris Lambden. Lambden? Yeah. Yes. Because Peyton was on. Uh, Peyton was on your season of Bachelor Pad, and obviously Chris yes. and Peyton got married, and they're yep doing well for themselves, uh, for sure. Uh, yeah, that's right. I remember Craig talking about it. Yeah, it's not important on the on the names all that much, but yeah, I do remember Ty being part of that. And I was just, I just remember making the just as we're talking. I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. Ty is friends with Craig uh from because they were both on alley season yeah that's right um and Craig got married not too long ago yeah passed the bar in uh Florida and then uh recently got married and I believe almost positive they're pregnant too yeah oh that's so cool yeah they're pregnant I I if I'm mistaken Craig I apologize but I'm almost positive I have seen him post um you know baby Robinson coming in 
you know, whatever month, you know, they did one of those photos with the, with the ultrasound sure. and stuff. So almost positive it's him. So yeah, he's coming, but if he, not, you're starting rumors. I know. Then I'm starting rumors and God, we don't need that. Um, but, uh, anyway, Elizabeth, thank you so much uh, for coming on. I really appreciate it. I love talking to old school contestants, uh, about the show and it's, you know, like I said, it's way different now, but, um, it was almost a little bit more pure when you were on, there was no social media out there. You didn't get so much feedback from the fans when you were on it as you would now, if you were on the show. Uh, but anyway, um, I really appreciate it. I hope everything works out for you. I will put the link to voting for you on the fab over 40. So go vote for Elizabeth Brown. You have till I believe 7 PM Pacific time tonight, uh, for, for her group. And you know, we need her to win so she can get $40,000 and fill her farm with animals. That's what we need. We need, we need more we need more animals on your farm. Um, but anyway, thank you so much, Elizabeth. Really appreciate you coming on. Thank you, Steve. Have a good day. You too. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you so much to Elizabeth for coming on. Like I said, love talking to the old school contestants. And, you know, this is somebody who was on Bachelor Pad Season 1. How about that? I mean, come on. Season 1 of Bachelor Pad, that was... Uh, 12 years ago because they did they did three seasons of bachelor pad and then they took a season off there was no summer show um in 2013 because season one aired in 2010 and then two was in 11 three was in 12 yeah so there was no summer show in 2013 and then they've had eight seasons of bachelor pad outside of uh 2020 with the pandemic year so yeah very very fun talking to her and i hope you all remember her from her season of Jake season of the bachelor and then her performance on bachelor pad, which got her to the finals and uh, Tenley and Kipton decided, no, we're going to take Natalie and Dave to the finals and get beat. So maybe they made a wrong decision by not taking Elizabeth and Jesse. Um, anyway, thanks again to Elizabeth for coming on. Thank you for all listening. I really appreciate it. And please rate, subscribe, and review an Apple podcast. It is much appreciated. And we are back next Thursday with yet another interview. Hopefully, uh, I can get that Taylor Hale interview confirmed. And we can talk to the winner of Big Brother Season 24. So, for Elizabeth Brown, I'm Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. And we'll talk to you next week. See you!